0: What's up everybody, thanks for joining us for this special mini series of the podcast where we're checking in with business owners to see how they're handling our new reality. Today I'm joined by Ryan Ruland of Ruland's Food Service located right here in Aurora, Illinois, just a few blocks from my house. The Ruland family and their team have been serving the Aurora area and surrounding suburbs since 1955. And they've played a critical role in feeding our frontline during this pandemic. Thank you so much for being here, Ryan.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I appreciate you taking the time. I know that you guys are crazy busy right now feeding the front line. So did you want to just take a moment to explain what that initiative is?
1: Sure. Um, So I guess it was, I I keep saying it was inspiration out of desperation. (laughs) We had uh, tried, like, so this has been about two and a half weeks that we've been doing that. we did about a week or so of the curb service and it just, I, I saw the writing on the wall that it wasn't going to be enough to sustain us because, you know, for the last 65 years, the majority of our business is large event catering. So uh, probably 80% of the right. overall business has been about um, event catering. And, you know, when the CDC made the recommendation of not more than 10 people that overnight went away and, um we tried to do the curb service for a little bit and then it just it just wasn't uh it wasn't going to cut it so I just went into survival mode and started thinking about ways that we could, you know, boost some sales and then mm-hmm. you know ultimately came up with the idea of feeding the front line which I didn't start the idea of feeding the front line obviously but I started looking in other parts of the country that might have been uh greatly affected already, maybe more so than we had been. Right. So I saw there was a place in Boston that came up with this idea and it really is nothing more than an idea. It's not an organization. Um, it's If you went to feedingthefrontline.com, it's a landing page that just says, here's the, the format. You have a community, reach out to them, find people in need, and then reach out to your customer base and also to the community and encourage them to help you sponsor meals for uh, the frontline workers. So that's, you know, wow. I, I tossed it around. Uh, my wife actually is found the Feeding the Frontline when I reached out to her and said, hey, can you help me kind of develop something here? And um, I have a group of guys that we uh, used to work out at the Vaughn Center when it was still open. Um, and I kind of bounced the idea off of them and went through it and then came up with, you know, I'm going to, partner with this Feeding the Frontline because it's not an organization. It's right. it's nothing more than an idea, a kind of a grassroots movement.
0: Community to, movement. Mm-hmm.
1: Community m- movement to, you know, help us stay in business, keep the doors open, and also be able to help the frontline workers at the same time. And that's essentially what I d- decided to do was we have always done box lunches, um, Reduce the price of our, our standard box lunch. Mm-hmm. So it was affordable. Really it's, it's at cost, uh, you know, the cost, the cost of produce it plus, you know, to pay my staff. So we went with that. You know, we're going to just make this affordable, yes. streamline it and get it out there. So that's what we did. Reach out to the community. Um, actually that same group of guys that I work out with, they, we, we had a uh, pop-up workout somewhere yes. and, uh, as as i was leaving i had my first about 400 box lunches sponsored so they wow. they helped they really helped shore shore things up quite a bit so that was you know that's great and supportive and then it's just kind of been a, a windfall as of today we have received sponsorships for over 5000 box lunches oh and my we've, gosh. Del- we've already delivered almost 4000 of those so it's Wow. It, it's been a great thing. And the residual effect to that is we've also seen, you know, an increase in our, our curb, curbside dinners that we're doing. Mm-hmm. We had probably the best Easter sales that, wow. we've, that we've ever had. So that was, you know, people are supporting us for supporting the community. So it's been it's been phenomenal.
0: Yeah, that's truly incredible. And kudos to you and your wife for getting on board with that idea. And then um, I think the hardest part about having an idea is figuring out how to execute it, especially on a scale like this and a community like this during times like this. Um, so you guys have done a great job. And I know that the city of Aurora thanks you and for feeding all of um, the frontline. I mean, that's an incredible an incredible job right now. So how can people sponsor a uh, feeding the front line. How can uh, people in Aurora get involved or elsewhere? Sure.
1: Um, so <laughs> being that it's a grassroots movement, I've, we're just, and we've never been super sophisticated in how we do it. So it's just call in because we also like to talk to the people that, that call in and say, hey, is there a particular place that you see a need that yeah, you wow. want us to you know, you want us to make lunches too. And, you know, the majority of people wanted to go to, you know, Amita Mercy Center, uh, Rush Copley Hospital. We've been to Mutual Ground, Aurora Interfaith Food Pantry. Um, the, I think it's Vasidi, used to be Heartland Blood Centers. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one one person want to... Have lunches delivered to the Walgreens on Constitution because wow. they're there, and they've been very you know helpful to him and his family um, so that's really i mean it they really have just responded so well and
0: that's amazing. So in addition to, I know we kind of, we did a longer intro than usual for you. No, no, that's great. So I think you kind of answered the questions already, but I'll just give you a chance if you want to elaborate. Um, So what's the biggest shift you've had to make in your role right now?
1: Well, you know, it's, the shift in general is just what we were doing. And this is actually more like what we do on a day-to-day basis so we had shifted to doing this you know curb service Mm -hmm. uh, and then we went to being open for dinner because we just weren't capturing much at lunch um, which is never anything that we had ever done and that was you know completely new to us that whole experience and then um, shifting to doing the feeding the front line you know that's that's something we have a harder time scaling down than we do scaling up i guess if that makes sense
0: yeah um I mean, you guys are used to doing large catering events
1: right? yeah i mean we do all sorts of things but we certainly over the 65 years of being a business have have figured out how to do the larger scale things and that actually comes more naturally to how we're set up i mean we we carry an inventory where if somebody were to call up and say hey we need to feed 200 people tonight. And you know, that's something that during the normal course of business we could do. We've had to scale back, you know, to to way that that we as far as the shift goes, we had changed and we were really taking a closer look at our inventory because we didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring. So we kind of slimmed things down and then ended up, you know, getting on a bigger scale the things that that we were going to need to produce these box lunches because we want to get them out there you know, as soon as possible um, and, you know, help the people out. So the the biggest, you know, the biggest thing that we've had to do to shift and change for me is we've also, you know, we typically carry about between 14 and 16 staff in the summer. It's much larger. Um, There's six of those 14 to 16 staff that we felt, and this was, basically as of st patrick's day Mm -hmm. we decided you know they're kind of in the riskier category of people that you know if they were to get sick it would be detrimental so we said hey you guys go home stay there we're gonna keep trucking along you know try to take care of paying everybody um so we're doing it it has been a little bit different um you know with with this change everybody is doing things that they might not normally do because we're down six staff members that are typically here. So right. it's, you know, my day typically I was more like doing the book work and, you know, that type of thing and marketing and, and, mm-hmm. and those types of, of jobs. But now it's like I come in and I'm slicing meat and cheese for this and then making sandwiches and then delivering the box lunches to the, mm-hmm. to the hospitals. Um, so that's, you know, really for me, it's just getting... Spreading out the actual jobs, and that's consistent with everybody else that's still here
0: yeah, I think that's um having all hands on deck right now is is something that a lot of businesses are going through as they streamline staff and then you're having to adapt to these situations. How is the community responding so we've talked about the volume at which they're they're supplying these lunch boxes um, is there anything else that you want to touch on
1: um you know <laughs> Yes. I mean, it's what keeps us going. And, you know, my sister Bridget and I are here every day. We, we, we are, we're co-owners and my dad is still has ownership in the business, but he's in that risky category. So he's been home. I haven't seen him in over a month now.
0: Oh God, <laughs> so, it's tough to see uh, to your parents.
1: We, we, and it's always been this way. Uh, we kind of, what motivates us on a daily basis is the feedback we get from our customers. And people have just been so supportive. And we get, you know, random calls and, and emails and people dropping off letters thanking us for what we're doing. And, and you know, to be totally honest, that is what means more than anything else, because that keeps us, you know, we're going to get up today, we're going to do this again. Um, you know, my sister and I both have, have pretty much worked every day since St. Patrick's, right before St. Patrick's wow. Day, just because we, we, we need to be, you know, present and we're down, you know, like I had mentioned about the staff and the positive feedback from the community is what, what keeps us going every day.
0: Wow, that's amazing. But it, isn't it, I think that's a good message too for anyone out there who thought they, they were thinking about sending a thank you or reaching out to someone, um, do that. I think now yeah. is the time <laughs> to support your community and to say thanks to those that you care about. Um, so more, let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about the fact that you haven't had a day off in a month. Um, how are you taking care of yourself right now?
1: Um, you know, I, I think naturally, like I, you know, I mentioned that these guys that I work out with, they're kind of my support group also. It's, um, I, we still try to maintain some social distancing and, you know, run and, and just keep exercise. I think it's super important. Yep. Um, you know it's really it's 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 not about me it's about you know getting you know providing for the frontline workers and providing for our employees making sure that they have a job mm-hmm. and that they feel comfortable and secure and i really think you know with defeating the, the frontline we are kind of there. i can remember we were sitting there when um, pritzker came on i don't even remember this might have been the friday after st patrick's day right. And he was talking about essential workers. I thought, you know, for sure that we we were it was going to be done. We were going to close the doors. Um, but then he threw in there that you can still get takeout from your favorite restaurant. So he designated us as essential workers. And I, you know, I I didn't look at myself or what we do as essential as you know the hospital staff and the nurses and doctors and the other first responders, and. This has, you know, made everybody, all of our staff and myself, you know, certainly and my family made everybody feel more like we're we're essential. So it's, you know, it's I don't know. I don't know how that really is taking how I'm taking care of myself, <laughs> but it's that's that's really what it amounts to is, you know, I wanted to have a purpose. So by providing a purpose, right? I'm taking care of myself.
0: Yeah. That's that's a great example of doing that. And you are still getting your workouts in and getting outside and trying to.
1: On your community. Trying to. Um,
0: but I think it's important to note you know, that you may not have thought you guys were essential in the beginning. And you as a, as a business owner and your sister and your wife as well and everyone there have made yourselves essential during this time because you could have just as easily closed up shop and said, let's just ride it out for the next few yeah. months and see where we are, which I know I've seen some businesses do. And in some cases, it's just not sustainable for them to yep. stay open, which is totally understandable. But you guys have pivoted in a way that is benefiting the entire community, so I commend you for that. That's that's really awesome. Well, thank um, so, you. yeah. Lastly, how can we support you and um, the other down the businesses in Aurora right now? What what do you need from the community to keep this going?
1: You know, the best thing that you can do. Um, and as much as I would encourage you know the community to order the curb service from us, I I'm more focused on our feeding the front front line, and it, mm-hmm. they can support us by just calling in and, and sponsoring lunches for the front line workers. And you know the other businesses in Aurora, I try to keep tabs on how everybody's doing. You know, I, support them. Um, order food whenever you can. I know a lot of a lot of the businesses, when the the mayor said you could do the, uh, takeout liquor, that's, that's probably a big thing for the places that are more dependent on liquor sales, which that was never really, I mean, we actually do have a liquor license and we do it for catering and we have the same type of liquor license that a restaurant would have. We have at our facility, Mm -hmm. but we just never were very focused on that. So, you know, um, my wife and I, um, which, by the way, she is actually an administrator with uh, District One Twenty Nine. Oh, she doesn't. Wow. She doesn't work in the family business. So yeah. <laughs> she's just she the brain. Helps you.
0: She <laughs> helps you. She's your moral support, at least. Yes, she is.
1: She is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, just by supporting those businesses, um, and and her and I tried to order curb service from other other restaurants. Um, we were a big fan of going yeah. to the Turf Room. Yeah. Uh, for date night uh-huh. and, up and back up, so. Well, uh, we've been known to get a couple of their uh their cocktails to go. So. Wait,
0: they're doing cocktails to go? They are. They oh are. my god, this is a game changer. Okay. Yes. Wow, yeah. I didn't we're, know that.
1: We're, we're uh my uh yeah, so they have like their martinis that they have always yeah. done. You can get them. They do it, you know, they give you a little air oh. airplane bottle and, and a jug of them of whatever the mix, the nice. magic mix is so uh, and I and there's other businesses, you know, that it, the local businesses, Spartan House and AC's mm-hmm. Pub and all those guys I see doing similar types of things. You know, support them, get a couple of cocktails to take home because that's you know they're really I I've, I feel bad because they're really missing out on on that part of the business.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, which is probably a, a much larger percentage than Definitely. the actual food portion. Um, so I just encourage everyone to keep to not, to not let it kind of dwindle, um,
0: right?
1: you know, hopefully at some point we'll be kind of over the hump of everything and yeah. people are going to start focusing on getting back to their normal life. And unfortunately I feel like, you know, our, our industry, the restaurant, the food, you know, the hospitality of all sorts is is going to feel an impact of this for a long time going yeah. forward. Cause we don't typically operate on, huge margins and have you know lots of built up safety net income um Mm -hmm. it's kind of a day-to-day thing so it's going to take a while so just encourage people to continue to support all the local businesses so we you know i i've always felt like new things especially in downtown aurora has done such a magnificent job over the last several years of bringing people in you know new places were opening up i know altiro Um, the first week they were open my wife and I went down there for our date night and and tried to support them and it's they've just you know it's just got to be so hard that right after you try to make a go of it and then things kind of um, well what happened happened (laughs) exactly
0: I I think mm -hmm. it's important to um, as a restaurants and businesses to not lose hope and then to everyone that can to continue to support because i think i've i share the same fear that it's as this goes on that that support may dwindle a little bit you know maybe the initial support will die off um and it sounds like it's not so far for you guys at least so i hope that we can continue um that that strength and that support for the community if you can provide it so um, thank you so much for being here. This is awesome. And I learned something new today. What oh, room does to-go martinis right now because I <laughs> am a big fan of those too. So that's awesome. And thank you, thank you, thank you to you and your team and your family for all that you guys are doing and all of the um, meals and you're providing to the community.
1: Well, thanks for having me.